0: This is The Non-Microwave Truth, and I am C.L. Whiteside. Just wanted to start off by saying thank you to the people who have written reviews, the people that have contacted me on Instagram or Twitter, or some people even found my email and hit me up, uh, people that have left the five stars. Thank you, I appreciate that a lot. I just wanted to think about, again, why is this podcast called The Non-Microwave Truth? And the reason being, when you look at our culture, we want to have things immediately and right now. And the whole purpose of a microwave is to speed up the process and to get things heated quicker than, let's say, cooking it in the oven or cooking it on a skillet. And when we look at biblical truths and we look at God's word, a lot of times God is going to give us the the non-microwave truth. And it's going to take some time to unwrap it. It's going to take some time to cook that that great steak. And I just want to remind you, when you get the non-microwave truth from God, you have to compare it to the, microwave truths of this world. And when you do the comparisons, you realize that the truths of this world, and I say truth with air quotes, they're actually just lies. And the big thing I want you to get when you leave this podcast is just, don't cheat the process, don't try to speed up processes or microwave processes that should not be microwaved. Sometimes you just gotta slow down, baby. You just gotta slow down. And for that reason, this is why this podcast is called The Non-Microwave Truth. Now, let's get into our first world problem today. I was on Twitter and I saw someone post this question. And the question was this. Would you rather go in the past and meet ancestors from like three or four generations ago? Or would you rather go in the future and talk to generations that are three or four generations ahead from your family. So like your great, 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 great grandkids or grandnieces or grandnephews. And I thought that was just an interesting question. So I'm asking you that question. What would you rather do? Would you rather talk to your future ancestors or would you rather talk to your past ancestors? And for me, I would pick future. And the reason I would pick future is because I would want to see What have I left or what have I done that is now influencing or affecting my future ancestors in the positive or the negative? And definitely if it's something negative, it's like, man, I got to I got to get that fixed because I have failed and started a cycle, a cycle that needs to break. And I think it's one of those things that we always think that we're doing a pretty good job or we're leaving and making things better. But are we like, are we really? Am I really? So I think seeing the future, seeing my future ancestors, future great-great-great-grandchildren, that tells me really a lot about the lasting impact that I had, positively positively or negatively, and really on that negative side. But I know some of you might be thinking, I want to meet my past people. I want to talk to my grandparents again and just see how they dealt with certain issues or maybe why you have certain triggers or traumas in your life. Hey, this is our first world problem question today Would you rather go in the past and meet your ancestors Or would you rather go in the future Let me know what you think Instagram or Twitter, Champion Life 23 And this is our first world problem It is dinner time The title of our episode today is Go to church And I just want you to think about this first Why should anyone go to church when you can just watch it online? And in fact, online, you can pick the best pastors, the most entertaining, the most prolific. You could watch it in your underwear. You could watch it whenever you want to. So like, why go to church? And on top of this, if I don't go to church, I don't necessarily have to give them any money or tithe or anything like that, do I? And why should I go to church if I know? If I know church is so full of hypocrites. I'm tired of these hypocrites. I'm tired of these sinners. I could just stay at home and do bad by myself. The last church I was in, them people, woo, those people, I know some of you are thinking that. And the football coach at my school, he has this phrase that he likes to say and remind us, and that's confession is good for the soul. And I'm gonna confess something to you that that I even struggle with when it comes to going to church or just like, what's the purpose of the point? I purposely, at times, go late to church and leave early. Like, I really just some days try to catch the sermon and then go home and hit it. Like, like I really don't care about the music. I really don't want to sing any hymns. Some days I really don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to get in and get out. It's like, I want to eat and then I want to leave. I don't want to sit there talking and smiling and, Hey, how, how's the week been going on? No, I just want to go home. Then. I just want to get the word and go home. I know uh, that sucks. I'm I'm horrible in that aspect, but I'm just being real with you. So best believe, and I hope you never feel like I'm preaching at you. This this podcast is just as much for me as it is for you, because I get it. I struggle with it as well, and I know there's another side to this story too, or this type of uh, thought process too. And I want to just talk about that a little bit. Like, why do some people go to church, and some people go to church? And I hope it's not for any of these reasons, but some people just go to church because of tradition. My mom and dad went here. My great grandparents went here. So I'm going to go to this church. I know some people that go to church just so they can get a discount on the tuition. Like they really don't want to be at that church. They really don't rock with the pastor. This is really boring for them. They really don't feel like they're getting fed. But hey, I can get a discount on tuition because this school, I like the school. Do I like the church? I don't, I mean, I don't really care for the churches. Yeah. That trouble staying awake and everything. I know some people who say, you know what? I go to this church so that I can serve on a board or I can use it for some, some resume. And this is one that's scary too. Going to church is just to check off the box or check something off the to-do list. It's, it's just a spiritual activity. And on this episode of Go to Church, I want to look at what's the real purpose of actually going to church? Like, why should we go to church at all? And I hope those reasons that I listed that some people go to church, like that's not your only reason for going to church. I mean, I guess it, it could be all right if it's one of the reasons, but I hope it's not your only reason for being at that church, because then yeah, that's that's gonna be a problem. Now, one of the main reasons, reasons, and purposes for going to church is that you get fed and it helps you grow spiritually. And it's it's teaching you, it's it's holding you accountable. And Hebrews 10 verse 24 and 25 tells us it says, Let us consider Together, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And that's clearly telling us that God wants us to get together. He wants us to, to meet together. And I know some people have said, you know, I don't want to go to church because it's full of hypocrites. But you just got to realize that the simple fact is that every single one of us, including myself, is a sinner. And this is going to be true wherever you go. Like there are, there's a church full of sinners. Those are the people. The sick are the ones who need a doctor. And if you look at your church and you don't like some of the messages that they're preaching, you just got to realize, too, is this message hitting me because it's true? Because truth sounds harsh and like hate to those who hate the truth. So if you hate the truth, Truth is going to really just be smacking you in the face and jabbing you. And I know that's happened sometimes and you can't get mad at the church like, man, they always preaching on this topic and that's annoying. Is it annoying because that's the topic that you struggle with? And I know this also happens from time to time is when you leave the sermons, you leave the pastor and you look at what he said and you like, I don't have a clue what today's sermon was about. Like, I don't know what the pastor was talking about. I don't know what's going on. And that's something where I do wish pastors um, watch other speakers or, or writers and they still what fit their personality. And I think like myself, I do this all the time in coaching and in, in education. And it's like pastors don't necessarily seem to do this too much. And I, I got to say, it's definitely a difference between a pastor preaching truth, but they're just not that good or they just don't keep your attention versus a pastor being entertaining and they're preaching false doctrine, though. So that's why it's important for you to get in your word, too, and constantly be trying to follow along with the pastor and see what he's saying. Does this match up what the good book says or is this brother just making up some stuff? And we'll definitely touch on later. What should you do if you're going to church and you don't feel like you're getting fed or you don't understand what in the world is going on? Like, what is this pastor talking about? But let's get to the second purpose or second reason why you should go to church. And that's just the the service opportunities that a church can provide for you. It helps you develop the mindset and the heart to to actually serve. And I know it can be a major turnoff when you get to a church and they're asking for for money. And something that you should really be conscious of or just aware of is if they're only asking for money, you probably should watch out. But if they're asking you to serve, if they see that you have some gift or talent that can be used to glorify God and they ask you to, to use that for the church, you should definitely take that as a compliment. Uh, a church that promotes you to, to serve and more so have that mindset and to find your purpose with the church, that's that's a beautiful thing because you don't want the pastor talking more about giving money than you giving and fulfilling your purpose. The purpose of a church is a place to help shepherd you and help you help you grow in that way. And that's just how a body should function. When you look at Romans 12, verse 4 and 5, it describes the church as a body and a body has a bunch of different members. You got your arms, you got your legs, you got your eyes, you got your fingers. And if one of those things is, is off, that's not good for the body. And you can't be a body by yourself because you are just one member. And verse six, it talks about the fact that we have different gifts. Like you might be able to sing. I think I could sing a little bit, but I know I really can't sing. Some of you might be able to prophesy. Some of you might be able to be a great mentor. Gifts aren't just for yourself. In fact, gifts aren't for you at all. Gifts are for you to bless other people. And you can't bless someone if you're by yourself. You, you need relationships and you need to be around people. And along the same lines, a big reason to go to church is for the support and the, and the fellowship If you're just watching online, it isn't the same. Like online shouldn't be your entree. It should be the extra. Like it's nothing wrong with, you know, going to your church, going online and watching somebody else too. But that shouldn't be the main thing that you do. And I'm really referring to like if you're capable of going. If you're sick, yeah, stay at home. Don't nobody want you in church coughing because the whole church going to be looking at you crazy. Like they probably got the vid. But I'm talking about if you are capable to go to church, your reason should not be. I just want to stay home and then I can do all these other things and I can do this while I'm working. I can do this work while I'm watching the sermon because it's like, why does God get the leftovers instead of the first and the best? And remember, I was the one who I admit it. like sometimes I try to get to church and just get to the sermon and get in and get out. But Proverbs 27 verse 17 reminds us, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You need relationships. I need relationships. But if you like me, you're probably thinking, I have a bunch of relationships already. I, I have friends. But this is different because it's relationships that are focused on a ministry and a mission. And that ministry is God tells us clearly go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. I got to be on the same page. The only way I can be on the same page is to have some type of relationship with you and understand the ministry and actually be focused on the mission. I only can do that through relationships and being there. And church is definitely supposed to be a place to give you encouragement and allow you to be a mentor or get mentored. And in Titus, the book of Titus, Paul talks about how to be a mentor and what to look for in mentors and leaders. And there's a responsibility. There's a responsibility that we have as Christians to help others grow in their faith. And the best place to do that is in the church. An aspect of the church that probably gets overlooked and it shouldn't is how do you deal with someone when they're wrong? How do you deal with someone when when they're sinning the church? And in Matthew 18, it tells us, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you have won them over. But... If they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or tax collector. I'm going to jump to verse 20 now, and it says, for where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So that the church plays a role in in hopefully. Dealing with sin, my own personal sin, your own personal sin. Like if you are at a church, especially those who know the word of God, they know the Bible. And if you're comfortable sinning and the reason you're comfortable with that sin is because everyone else in that church is comfortable with that sin. And nobody wants to call anyone out because, like it says, you got a plank in your own. You got to take that out. We are comfortable with our sin because everyone has done it. So that's like overlooking certain sins. Like, yeah, this church is comfortable with the sin of getting drunk because everyone here gets drunk. Or, you know what? I'm comfortable in my church gossiping because that's just what we do. Like, we got to share the tea. We got to see what's happening. I got to know what's happening with Ralph and Linda and Becky. Like, you shouldn't be comfortable with that sin. Like, there is no sin that we should be comfortable with. Like, we shouldn't be happy that the church overlooks that. Um, A man is a man and he's going to have some lust and that's just how it is. Like, no, you should be helping and addressing the issue and not just acting like the issue is natural and that you should be comfortable failing in that way. And the last point that I want to bring up on the purpose of going to church is that we are to worship. Like, I have to remind myself that all the time. Like, I don't sing these hymns all the time just because I love them and they're so cool to me. I'm singing these hymns to praise and glorify God. I'm trying to let God know that I love him and, and I want to serve him and I want to glorify him through through singing or serving or whatever they try to get me to do sometimes. A church is supposed to be a place to laugh together, to, to cry together, to suffer together. I think we forget about that. A place to suffer together, a place to to pick each other up. It's a place to rejoice together. And I got breaking news for you. I know you probably noticed already. There is no perfect church. There, isn't. there just isn't. We're not going to have a perfect church until we in heaven. And if you're thinking, I'm about to leave my church. I'm, I'm tired of this. I think you have to be very leery of leaving if you have hurt feelings. And what I what I mean by this, I was just watching something today, and the church was talking about how they're going to have auditions for their praise team. And my wife kind of looked at me like, they had auditions? Like, you can't just sing in the choir? And they, they made it clear, like, no, we're trying, we trying to have some people that want to hear you sing. Like, if you are going to lead and be in front of the church singing, we want you to be killing it. And they, they made that clear. And it's like, it's not that you can't sing then you just sing in the audience like everyone else. But I know some people will be mad, like, is politics at this church? They didn't pick me for singing because of this and that. And then they would just lead a church. Like, that's not really a good reason to lead a church. And then something else that you got to be conscious of, too, is that it's not a good reason to lead a church and it's really your personal problems. Like there are personal problems that we all have, but we put that on the church. And it's like, we never told the church our problems. So we never told the church the, these problems and we've never attempted to make it better before we left. We just leave. We just up and leave. Like, I don't like it, I'm out. And it's like, you're not gonna talk to anyone? And I think there there are reasons to lead a church though. And the biggest reason to lead a church is if they aren't preaching God's word or the pastors or leaders are abusing their power. And a great example is if they janky with the money, you, you, you should get up out of there. If they're using tricks for your money, you need to get up out of there. If they lying and adding to scripture and taking away from scripture and not preaching the whole scripture, they preaching the microwave truth and not the non-microwave truth, get up out of there. I think another reason to leave the church is because you, you can't serve and you just flat out can't connect. And these are things that you've actually tried to do. Like you have tried to serve, you have tried to connect, and it's just, it's just missing. And I would say trying would be months. It wouldn't be just like two, three weeks and you're like, yeah, I can't connect or serve anymore. It's like, no, nah, give it some time. Give it a couple of months. So that would be like eight Sundays or eight Saturdays, whatever, whichever day you go to church. And along the same lines, if you feel like you are stuck and you aren't growing And you're comfortable in sin, you should find a different church. And the biggest thing I would say with this is you should already have a a church in mind that you want to join or a few that you're considering going to. Like you should have some churches that you're already scouting and going to. Because sometimes you might go to a different church and be like, man, the problem might not be the church. It might actually be me. And you have to realize if you actually do leave, you want to have something kind of in place already. Because I know plenty of people who have left the church and said, I'm going to go to a different church. But they never do. They just completely stop going to church at all. Like you should already have something lined up. And I know I talked about earlier about, you know, leaving sermons and leaving the church. And you're like, I don't know what in the world the pastor was talking about. And I think that's a conversation that you should have with the pastor. Especially if it's to the point where you're like, man, I, I need to leave. And I think you should be honest. And I think you should lovingly tell them the truth. And sometimes it might just be you do need that change of scenery because you aren't being fed or it's not meeting what is um, needed for you to grow. And I think you should just leave peacefully. Like you don't need to bash that person. You don't need to bash that church. But it is a conversation I think that you should have, because we forget that people can change and we forget that people can grow. And it's like if you have never addressed this or never given them an opportunity to change, like how are they going to change? How are they? why, Why would they change? I should say. And on this episode of Go to Church, I think it's pretty simple. Understand and pick a place where you can be fed and you can do some serving. Don't just go just to, to be fed. Like, it's not all about me, 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 take, take, take. It's about giving as well. And I know some of you are thinking, well, what if I am being fed, but I don't have time to serve? Make time. There are different ways to serve, and you, I, I bet, I guarantee you can find one way. What about this though? You feel like you aren't being fed, but you do have opportunities to serve. In fact, you serve in everything and doing it all. With that, service will and can help you grow, but you don't want to get blinded and it just become a like a routine chore or just a straight up job. And that's honestly where I would say more people should find and go to a different church. Like they should just not stay there. Or They should be doing more stuff online and listening to other good sources or other good doctrine. Doing something that's feeding them and allowing them to be taught and continue to serve. And the bottom line is, go to church. You are a member of the body of Christ. The church is a body and that body needs all the members because we don't serve in the same capacity or or have the exact same function. The eye can't do what the hand can do. Different gifts, and according to the grace given to each of us, we're supposed to use those gifts. This is how we glorify God. This is how we show love. And this is the non microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode today of Go to Church. Peace, Punch, Captain Crunch, say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.